Welcome back to another episode of Into the Combine. I'm Stan the Man. I'm uh, Evil J-Dog. And I'm Shoddy. <laughs> He's got two nicknames? He's Evil J-Dog now. I don't even know anymore. It's J-Dog, <laughs> Evil J... I, I don't... I, everybody else can fill in the in-betweens, but... Well, we spook. love them, though. That's all we know. It's a spooky we love season, it's cool. so I got to be at least evil. <laughs> Am I right? I, I like Evil J. October. I do. I, I like Evil J. I'm still evil. not on board with J-Dog, though. Okay, well, it's not for yeah, you to no, choose. I'm, I, it's my I identity. Agree. <laughs> Fuck don't, please J-Dog. Don't, I, don't give me my identity, okay? I'll choose my own. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you. I'm sorry. He, J, Dog, Her, Thank you. Evil, Sir. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Well, episode 101. Holy shit. Yeah. I feel like it's been a couple months. It is. Unless you're on Patreon. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe we did a couple, record a couple in a row, like probably sooner than we usually do, and I just let it ride, and I don't know. I feel like I've been busier than shit. I don't know. Yeah, but we're keeping it simple today, but I guess we should probably break it down first. Let's do it. Good shit. Who was that? That was Command with a K. <clears throat> Album is Terrorscape. I think the song, oh, yeah. if I remember it right, I think it's Goulash Orphanage. But it could have been any of the <laughs> fucking six ones on there. They're all sick and they all have heavy parts. Um, oh, I thought... Oh, oh, that I didn't... I don't, can't remember. Maybe I didn't get it yet. What do you mean? I was going to, I was going to pull this cassette and look at it. Oh. <laughs> so you Yeah, no, that's this? coming... Yeah, 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 that's coming with uh, Undeath. Ah, yeah. But you've listened to it. Yes, I have. Yeah, a couple times. Pretty fucking good, right? One of those ones I'm waiting, waiting on the cassette. Yeah, yeah. You're weird like that. I know. Yeah, it's so, so weird. Do you even have a cassette player, bro? Have I asked you? I that? do. I got. Yeah, I got a new one. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. I like Necrot. I I waited patiently on Death. I did listen to that a couple times. Um, and this one I did listen to a couple times, but. It's just kind of, it's nice to waiting for a cassette, but the only thing is, Maggot Stop kind of sucks with that, and they don't ship their shit out, like, for, uh, you know, weeks. 
They're not the best, like, getting it right to you. Right. Yeah, but who is? It's COVID times, right? Yeah, but, I mean, when I bought Necrot, it was there, like, the day it should have been there, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's the shit in retail right now, though, man. I get it. Yeah, I'm not complaining. I don't think you are, but anyways. (laughs) (laughs) It's a sick EP. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not not waiting for any cassettes. I just listen to it as I have it, and uh, Mm -hmm. that that was what I like. They had that demo out a while back. I think it was last year. So I was waiting for this yeah, one. I got that. Yeah. Oh, you heard the demo too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're fucking cool, man. Yeah, that hardcore influenced caveman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sound. I think it just a little added, added little added bolt thrower for me to put it over the top. Yeah. But uh, I guess breaking it down, keeping it real simple today. Yeah, we're just checking in. Yeah. Kind of need to because we've been. Uh, We've been missing all these new releases that's been coming out. We haven't talked about any of them. Oh, so much shit. So much. Yeah. So just what we're listening to, and then top things off with an interview with Alex Jones from the vocalist from Undeath. Nice. Who wants to start her out? Uh, okay. Um, I guess let's just start with number one. Let's listen to it first, and then we can, or actually, I'll talk about it first, and then we can listen to it. I want to play that game with my second pick. This first pick, they're an older band. Um, they've been around for a minute. They first came upon my radar hold on i'm looking to see when this was i think it was two years ago maybe yeah it was two years ago mark of the necrogram Um, i'm talking of necrophobic's new album dawn of the damned so let's go ahead and listen to the track that i picked off of that darkness be my guide and then um yeah i want to hear what you guys have to think Yeah, so that that was actually one of my picks. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, was it really? <laughs> yeah, it was. Fuck yeah, well, let's not talk about same, it together, Not the same brother. song, yeah, yeah. Not the <laughs> same well, song. What, what song I, were you going to bring? Let's listen to that uh, one next. Mere Black. So, okay, I, I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. They came on my radar with, with their last album. Well, I think we all loved it. Yeah, we mm-hmm. um, And, you know, I kind of went back and listened to their earlier shit, and I really liked their earlier shit. I even dove in their whole stuff, but... So I'm just kind of comparing this to their last one, and I'm thinking I'm going to give it time. I'm going to like this one a lot more than the other one. Just the other one's got, 
Like, don't get me wrong. I love, I, I really like this album. And I, there's a reason I brought it up. But I just, I think the other one's got a little bit more, uh, grabs you a little easier. You know, it's got that, like, catchiness. And, like, this is a more mature album, more, it's a better album. But it just doesn't have that, you know, I'm trying to say, like, it doesn't I, pull I do, you I com- in. I completely agree with you. It This one is a little bit more diverse and you can tell that they're testing some shit out especially you know like did you how do you feel about devil spawn attack the last song of the album um i'm trying to think of it what's it, a, what's it about it's just i much, only listened to this album a couple times it's but. much more different sounding than the rest of the album i guess i would say it's a little bit faster kind of thrashier I, I don't really like it i feel like it's out of place but i feel like it's them playing with Shit. I honestly thought it was a cover at first. It may still be a cover. I don't know. I'm Let looking at re- reading some back right and now, and it says it's, uh, it's got a guest vocal spot from Destruction's uh, vocalist. So maybe that's why. And oh, it, Yeah, it says wow. on here it feels like a bonus track. So, yeah, I guess you're not the only one. Yeah, <laughs> see, I mean, that's that was my only issue, I guess, with the album. But I agree with you, Stan. It, it's going to take a little bit of time because it didn't hit me as hard as, you know, Mark of the Necrogram did. But... I mean, we both brought it up for a reason. So, I mean, it's a damn good album. I just need more time to listen to it. Yeah, I you can tell the songs are better. They definitely are. Mm-hmm. You can tell. It's just it just doesn't have the like. You gotta you gotta spend time with this one. The other one was an instant like the first riff. You're like cooked. You know. Well, I guess that's why I cheated and I I brought darkness be my guide because I think it is one of the stronger songs of oh, yeah. the album. So. It's just like, I don't know, this is one of those bands that just ticks every little what I'm looking for, though. I mean, they got the blackness, the death, like the, you know, they got the thrashy parts, they got the, they got the brutal parts, they just, mm-hmm. they do so much stuff. Sound like some good yeah. melody. And then they got that Swedish, you know, sound behind them. Yeah. Hey, sometimes the best albums take a little bit to grab hold. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we're just not listening to it appropriately yet. Like I said, yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree with you guys, more listens, more listens. More mm-hmm. listens. Yeah, so. I only listened like twice, I think. Once today and then once the other day. But, Jay, okay. you listened to yeah, it? I was driving home from hunting th- tonight, and I went to put it on because I was like, I know one of those fuckers is going to bring it up. And then my mom called. So I didn't get to hear to any of it at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've heard it's good. I've heard good things just from people talking about it. So I'm, I'm curious. And I love that last one. So it's, it's going to be listened to soon. The clip sounded yeah. great. The only okay, so the only thing I do, the one gripe I do have is like the cover, like almost looks the same as the other one. Like it's so I, similar. <laughs> dude, I thought no joke when I I was like, wait a minute, what is this? I was like, did they re-release? Like, yeah. yeah, I was like, is this smart? And like, I was trying like, to no? find it because a lot of times I try to find, I just find stuff by covers because like it's uh, just yeah. easier, you know. And I'm just like, what? Like, where is it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice pick though. I knew it was gonna come up. Stan, what was your clip for it? Uh, mine was Mirror Black. Which number? I want to listen to it.
It's so good. Sounds like some good yeah. solos. Yeah, that's the, the the leads in this album are like really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's almost like you know it's a better album. It's just I don't know if I'm gonna love it as much as the other <laughs> one. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I'll weigh in on it and get the final decision. Maybe. Well, maybe we'll hear about it in a couple months. Maybe. All right. Uh, since you guys both got to go, I guess I'll jump into uh, the ring here. So let's go ahead and listen to my first one. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what was that little gem? Yeah, I could so listen good. to that all day. Oh. <laughs> I can tell you the amount of times I've played that song and then rewound it to just that last minute and a half and fucking just scammed <laughs> out to that. <laughs> Damn. I don't think I've heard him this excited. <laughs> yeah, I agree. What's going on with this? Who this was that? This is the uh, band Faceless Burial, the album Speciation. The track, oh god, track five, spuming, catherine. Yeah, I didn't know the gruel track. <laughs> you knew the band, though, Stan. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Good. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah they'll be high up on my list. <laughs> just say that. <laughs> you know, all yeah, year I was kind of like, what's the standout death metal album? What's it gonna be? Is it gonna oh, be neck rock? Sure. Who's gonna do it? Then this one just popped out of nowhere, and I was like, blown the fuck away. Because you know we get we get a lot of death metal, we get a lot of caveman death metal, and old school death metal. But uh, you know they kind of do they're standing a, a little bit apart from a lot of that to me. You agree? Oh yeah, yeah. They got a huge blood incantation vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because they have the weirdness. Yes, they, the weirdness. There's a weird factor But it's there. so different, though. It's not like a ripoff of Blood Incantation. No. You know, they do use the same... Um, they do the, the studio that mastered the Blood Incantation albums, they use the same one. There's a, definitely like a similar sound to it, which is a good thing. Uh-huh. But, yeah, overall, I, I agree. Like, there's some kind of a weirdness there. They mix a lot of different, like, weird death metal in there. But to me, 
it's like it's got something for everybody. Like it's got something for the people who are just like they want their death metal simple and caveman because it's got those heavy fucking you know heavy moments all over it too. It's not like over the top. Oh yeah. If you like your stuff with a little more technicality and something to think about and you know then they're there for you. If you want a little bit of simple heaviness, like they've got that too. This is like uh, I know, shy. You're not the biggest fan of like the dirtier, like just no, you know, I mean, I was straightforward it, but... stuff. But like this album, you will love. Exactly. Like you will, you will love this album. Okay. It's kind of. What I, was, I, was... I mean, I I really like that clip. I wanted to listen to more, but yeah, that's I guess I was, was going to ask you if I would like the whole thing or if it would burn me out. I think you could get into no. it. It's got speed. <laughs> it's got technicality, but. You know, it's still got that, like, a little, you know, that old school edge in there, too, with, like, the riffing. Because it's just, it's very riffy. I mean, there's riffs and grooves and catchiness all over the place. Where they just, they do it in a way where it's, like, actually pretty technically proficient. You know, the way they write Death these, metal hooks. Yeah, death metal hooks. <laughs> melodic solos. Like, really good melodic solos. Like, it's not just, like, a whammy bar solo. It's, like, more like a death, later death type of a solo. Or, I don't know, man. It's just so good. It's... Yeah, if it's not on my top five, then I'm a fucking idiot. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I can't say enough about it. Good, I'm glad you brought it up. It's been a while. What, was it August that was released? Yeah, it might have been, might have been, because I was looking forward to. I never heard of this band before this uh, album. I know they've got a few other ones, or at least a couple. But yeah, I haven't checked that out yet. Yeah, it's it came out on Dark Descent, which is why I got on my radar. And I remember they put out the the preview track, and I was like. Holy shit! I just kind of randomly checked it out, you know, and then and then the album came and just blew me away even more. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out the rest of their stuff too because I mean if it's anywhere near as good as this, then I'm all in. But all right, um, yeah, we'll probably talk about that come uh, the new year <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, go back to you, Shaw. What do you have? Me again? Let's go with Stan again. Well, you guys, I stole the thunder the last time. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, all right, let's go with the banger, clip one. This is the one I thought you might have had as a breakdown. Okay. That it's a breakdown. <laughs> oh my god, that fucking album is so good, man. That is, uh, if you guys haven't heard it, Name Palm Death. Oh, uh, I was wondering who because it throws sounded of joy familiar. in the jaws of defeatism. It's like one of the first couple songs, right? Uh, it's the second song, I believe. Yeah, it's a I remember when I first listened Backlash to it, I was just like, because. Oh god, it's fucking heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that whole that whole album's a banger. It Every is. song's good. It's like, nuts. don't get me wrong. I really like Apex Predator, 
but the, I mean, this is a whole new level. This this album's just fucking so good. I just liked the other one because I liked it, you mm-hmm. know. Without well, anything special, like this one's special. This one's got a little like more to grab onto. I feel like sixteenth album. Nuts! <laughs> I, I I heard that uh, Shane Embry wrote like the whole thing. Oh yeah, which is nuts. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that has something to do with the quality. I don't know. It's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever they did, though, just keep doing it because it was so good. Yeah, I only like. I, I know we like heard once. some buzz about it. That was a decibel. They said something. Yeah. Like, before it came out. Yeah, I think I they like, gave it a nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I just knew I I knew I'd like it because I like the last one and yeah it it's kind of just blew me away. I was like, wow, this is just this is really good. Yeah. No, I only listened like mm-hmm. one time, full through. I liked it enough just to where like those few songs in the beginning, especially, I was just like. Holy shit, like, yeah. totally blown away Banger by after it. so banger. It's going to be something I'll be coming back to more and more as I'm in the mood for it, you know? Yeah, probably a, probably high up on my list. Chad, what do you got for us? Uh, All right, this one I want you to just listen to. What do we got? Guess. Do you guys know who that is? What that is? It sounds so familiar, but I I have nothing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like <clears> some <throat> soil work shit, right? Yeah. Kind of. Is, is it Night Flight yeah, Orchestra? No. Oh. Like, kind of close. It's Migraine. You brought them up a while ago, Stan. Migraine. Migraine. That Finnish band? Yeah. Okay, no, you know what? I think uh, I think Thomas did, but I did know of. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. a finished melodic death metal band. They're yep. pretty. Oh, that's pretty. I wasn't hating it though. That's pretty clean. I mean, yeah, it's pretty clean. So there's that's okay. So they had a new album come out this year. Obviously, the title of the album is a V. I don't know if it's five or if it's just Roman numeral V. Or obviously, it would be five. Stupid ass. But anyway, <laughs> that was summoned duality off of that album. Yeah, it's so it's kind of clean. The kind the vocals are kind of over the top, but if you were let down by the last Soilwork album and were looking for something more, this would fill that niche for it's you. Got the so, yeah, it does. Now you say it, it's got heavy. But it's but though, man. The one thing though that I will give this album all the props in the world for are the solos. They're very yeah. beautiful. They're very well thought out. Well, they're finished. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean the melody is awesome. Sometimes I just uh, I don't cringe at some of the vo- 
excuse me, the vocal choices. It's just maybe some of like, I guess, the way that it's approached. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, I just wish you would have done something different. Or the crescendo was there and then it, you know, they just didn't feel like doing anything with it and then just threw it off the side of a cliff and then just ended the song. I was like, okay, it's a little weird, but I guess not necessarily ending the song with the verse. So it was just... Yeah, I loved the album, honestly, when I was listening to it, but there was a lot of gripes that I had where I was like, ah, you should have done this, or maybe I wouldn't have done that, but at the same time, I'm just some asshole talking about it, so what do I know? Huh. Yeah, I I would, yeah, it's definitely a good time. I would definitely say it's a listen, just, you know, because musically it's beautiful. It's a good time. So, I I mean, the vocals are good, don't get me wrong, his range is awesome. I just... I don't know. Some of the stuff, it's maybe just a little too light, I guess, at times would be the best way of me to describe it. I just gotta, I, I don't, I'm surprised I haven't done it. I gotta dive into this band and check them out more because, you know, I know I know every other band from this scene, you know. I can tell you every song from any band, but this one I just never got, I think one album just turned me off and I just never checked it out again. Maybe I should give them a chance. Like I said, listen to this album. It, it's not bad, so just give it a chance. I will. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to write it down. I'm writing it down. Okay. Jay, what do you got for us? All right. Uh, the next one. Let's go ahead and hit clip two. You're just sweeping it with death metal today, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> I couldn't help it, man. I, that was uh, on death. Uh, shit, what was the song? Acidic. Comes out, t- comes out Friday, doesn't it? Yeah, the, uh, I don't when this episode will come out, but it comes out, yeah, Friday the 23rd. But that was one of the singles, just in case you get this episode up before then. I didn't want to play any of the other songs that, that aren't out yet, but Acidic Twilight Visions. I had a hard time. I didn't know which clip to go with because uh, so many good songs, and that one's a little more of a mid-paced song. But man, you can just really hear the the grooves in that one, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. Those grooves were definitely there. Yeah, yeah, they- yeah. I'd listen to it uh, probably 
three times. I'm, I'm being patient. I'm just waiting for the cassette, but I did listen you to it. son of a bitch, cassette. If I hear cassette one more time, I'm going to pull all why. your ribbons out. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one because the Maggot Stop put out the cassette. The Prosthetic put out like, the album and the vinyl. Yeah, they're actually signed to pro- The Maggot Stop just did the cassettes yeah. for them. Yeah. But it's kind of the perfect combo because like... Oh, yeah. I, I think I was describing the other day in our group when I was talking about this album. It's almost like a mixture of like Cannibal Corpse style death metal with like Maggot Stop style death metal. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Like the way Cannibal writes their songs and grooves and stuff like that. But then you mix it with some of that like simple, like heavy breakdown, you know, kind of death mo- death metal. Hmm. Dirty as fuck. I love it, man. I, yeah, I, I hit play on it the one day and listened to it literally five times in a row and I think I've played it like every day since then. This is just like this one and Faceless Burial for Death Metal. It's like shit, man. I didn't know how it was going to be this year for Death Metal, but like those yeah. two are wearing the crowns. I do like I do like the other one better, but it's maybe because I just know the other one better. But yeah, yeah. this is a good album. Dude, that single um, Legions of a Different Kind, the one that uh, Trevor from Black Dahlia does the vocals on. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like the lead single that they put out for that. Man, I swear, like. That song, and the album in general is so fucking catchy, but that song alone, it was the perfect one to put out as a single because if I hear that thing, like, in the morning, I I will, like, wake up at night and it'll be, like, in my head, (laughs) which is pretty weird for a death metal band, but to be, like, that catchy. So, like, the thing is, I'm not, I heard of this band, but I never checked out any of their other stuff. Is their other stuff good? Oh, yeah. It's not super far away from it. I think this one's okay. a definite step up. Like I think they added more to it. Like it's not quite as simple. They, you know, they just you know fine tuned it more. But yeah, yeah. Like, I remember the EP from I think it came out even last year or something like that. That was super good. They had some demos before that. All of it's really good in a similar vein. Just really good riffing, grooves, catchy. It's just it's simple. At the end of the day, it's just like fun. Just <clears> a super fun death metal album, and it actually somehow manages to be pretty fresh. Among like you know a million other death metal bands, mm-hmm. Shoddy, I don't know. Honestly, dude, if you're gonna check out anything old school death metal, I'd almost would say give it a chance, just because they do actually get pretty fast sometimes too. They get pretty cannibal at times. All right, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll try it out. I need some shit to listen to. So yeah, <coughs> it's been pretty dry lately, fellas. You think? I think personally, I, I think it has been. Yeah. I want everybody to prove me wrong though. Maybe I'm just not looking hard enough. I wouldn't say dries up. Not a good word. I think there's been a lot of really good stuff that's coming out, but there's not a lot of just the special. That's just, you know, the special stuff that you just fall in love with instantly. There's a couple, don't get me wrong, but there's not like, here's in the past, there's so many of that stuff. There's just a lot of just really good stuff. It's going to be a hard year to do a list for. Mm -hmm. Oh, do I got one left? Yeah. All right, I'll go. Uh, clip three. This isn't good. We're whipping your legs, Stan. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs>
well, well, Stan. <laughs> Is that a good or bad? You keep your legs, Stan. You keep your legs. What was that, sir? <laughs> uh, a null. What? I don't even know. A null. A null. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The, I, the, I'm now listening to the clip. I don't know if that was the best clip of the album because they're this album is got like fucking oh the the goddamn hooks. We we're talking about hooks earlier. This band is just so crazy with them. They got just these moments throughout the whole thing that it's just like, you kind of almost want to hate this band. And then they just do this shit that's just like, oh, you can't hate them. <laughs> you know? It was on the list of shit, and I kind of wrote them off because of who they were. So I was waiting for somebody here to listen to it to give me the go-ahead. Well, so I really like the last album. And this one yeah, I've been sitting yeah. on for a while, and I just finally listened to it today. And I just, I listened to it a couple of times. I was like, oh my God, like, just, just, it got those moments, like, throughout the whole thing. It got that one showed that the black big moment and, like, grind. It did. Yeah, yeah, it does. But I mean, I think there actually might be some better ones. Mm. Now I was like, looking back on the clip, like, this comment somebody made, though, plastic whore with mellow turd. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> asshole. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you I, guys are I, a fan of I dude, I liked it. I'm I'm fucking it's on the list. Yeah. I, I mean keep some forgetting of the about it, man. Little, I mean, I'll get used to it though. I mean I do too. I I mean like I said, I kinda wrote them off, but it's, I mean I it, I had seen that album come out and was like, eh, meh. But I just, guess I was wrong. They just do it so well. And I don't know if it's the one dude that writes all the stuff, like he does all the instruments. Oh, okay. And I know I brought up his other band earlier in the year. I forget the name of it, but like he's just so good at making that catchy. Like he mixes that like metalcore style with like, but it's just so extreme and so blackened and so grindy. And you know, then they got the industrial so elements. And it is. It's so. That's <laughs> what I mean. Like you kind of want to hate them. Yeah. But they just do it so well that you can't. You're like, fuck, yeah. all right. <laughs> they make it work. That's the thing. Like They, they do. throw everything at you, but you're kind of like, all right, I'll take it. Give me more of that. Yeah, it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I, I completely forgot about it. I saw all of them when it came out you know, a week or two ago, and it was on the list. Cause I think it came out when Napalm Death did. And I listened to Napalm yeah. and forgot about this one. But I've never been their biggest fan. But I remember when that when the last one came out, I think you brought it up or something, and I I did start getting into them more. I like what they do. I think it's cool, especially when you're just in the mood for something different, because it's yeah. like it gives you so much. If you it's like insane intensity, fucking hooks, like you said, catchiness. Like yeah, it's it's cool. I, they're they're, they're cool, so man. fun, <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I'd like to see them live. Yeah, can they do that? Do live? they actually play live? I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't that sound like some penises on the cover? I don't know. They're all. I, I, I didn't look at the lyrics, but I'm pretty sure he was saying cunts or something. Oh, should I not say that? I don't know. <laughs> Dude! Dude! I feel like it was like a pig face with penises coming out of it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I, <laughs> I thought it said. Maybe we should not put this in. <laughs> I thought it said a thousand cunts, but it's a thousand cocks. <laughs> Yeah, there's something going on with Cox in this album. I don't know what, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't need to spend, uh, I guess... So, wait, I'm sorry, you good, Stan? You done? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't need to spend a lot of uh, time on this last picket. I think it recently came out not too long ago. Um, I just wanted to display some beauty. It is an EP. Like I said, let's just listen to it. I don't want to talk too long about it.
Beautiful, beautiful solo. Um, I'm back, boys. Well, it's not only the solo, though. It's how everybody works in fucking harmony. It's like a little (laughs) mini fucking orchestra going on. It's the drums and the bass and the fucking, you know, (laughs) the the two solos that are going across each other. It's just, it's music at its finest. So it's just truly a beautiful little section. That was, does anybody want to (laughs) guess? Go for it. Okay, so we know who it was off of. It was off of their new album. I'm sorry, we know who it was off of their new album, I guess, EP of Sunless Realms. And that was... Elder Rich Evolution, the song it, by Inferi. You um, know, it actually did sound pretty different, though. Yeah, so I mean, there. That's the thing is, it is this album is a little bit darker. It's a little bit slower, but yeah. I mean, they're just the same fucking just shredding, killing with you know the musical, I guess, prowess. So it's still very technical, and it still sings to you. It's just a little bit darker at times. It's just an EP. Fuck it, because it's an EP. But I mean, I guess it's the year of the EP. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. They just—it's uh, they, they, kind of odd to me that I'm releasing the EP. I just—they always seem as like a full length. Well, this like you know, I, I, I'm gonna I make a fucking awesome album. Like dude, there well, it is. I, well, <laughs> you know? so I guess I don't know that I want to go down this road, but a little bit of a gripe. They charged the same price for that EP as they did for a normal album. Hmm. So how long is it? five songs if i want if i remember correctly I mean, you know what i mean like 22 minutes that, 23 minutes runtime tw- yeah it's not long man mm. i mean yeah so a little weird yeah so it's also the time though i mean this well, is the it, only income they got coming in i completely agree and i have no problem with that because i mean all the shows and everything and i mean they started doing a terror on like the touring scene so i mean they were yeah. going out i mean it, it went from me dreaming of seeing them you know, or having to drive to like Nashville or some small shit ass venue because they weren't touring much to them coming to Atlanta like four times in two years. And then, yeah, and all that kind of came to a halt. So I get it. I get it. But yeah. I mean, I'd rather, to me, I'd rather pay more money for a piece of physical media than like something like uh, $15 for a live Saturday night web show. Well, you I, know. Mean, I, I get it because, I mean, I, it was the same price to press this regardless of how many songs yeah. were on it because the pressing was the same it's the same vinyl i mean you put one song or load it up on both sides that the mold is the same um mm-hmm. i guess i just wish it would have had more songs on it okay yeah. so the vinyl, vinyl, remaster other shit so the vinyl yeah. is the same price but you can get the cd for eight bucks digital for five. Oh, oh yeah the Oh, their digital shit's always been, you know, I just looked at the vinyl price and at first was taken a little back by seeing, and that's why I said I didn't want to bring it up because it is a trying, you know, the times are a little shitty. Like I said, I just wanted more shit. Mm -hmm. It's just after that last song, I I was like, fuck. Like, why is there, there's nothing else to listen to. So. Difference in people. I buy, I buy $8 maggot stomp devos that have three songs tops that are two minutes each. You know? I guess same. I just really like the direction that it was going. That's why I liked the, the new evolution of the sound. So yeah, I just no, didn't want really it to good. be over. And that's why I was just being selfish, I guess. So <laughs> that's, a, that's the angriest shot he will ever rant about in fury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can we talk about the new Carcass album, or are we going to save that? I mean, the, the the album that nobody else has listened to, even though we have had the promo for a couple <laughs> weeks, that comes out at the end of this month, which will probably be around when this podcast comes out. So it's just a little shitty that I'm the only one that has any input, but 
We are talking about the new Carcass album, Despicable. EP. It is an EP. EP, yeah, I'm sorry, EP, whatever. It's still a fucking album that I can buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I just keep forgetting about it. I got I to gotta go in the email. And dude, it's, it's four songs long. It's like not even 20 minutes. So it's a very quick listen, which again, th- we, we can just, you know, long ass story, short fucking take here is that uh, it's the same feeling that I got with the Inferi album. Why an EP? Fuck you guys. <laughs> Four songs, I want more, I want more, I want more. The story so, with them, though, was that um, they were going to put the album out in August. I, and then mm-hmm. they just, uh, I think the label wants probably wanted to hold it because of COVID and all that bullshit touring and all that. So then they said, well, let's at least get an EP out for everybody with like some of the so unreleased that's songs. My, that's my question. And that's what I, I knew, you know, Evil J would know the answers <laughs> to. Are these four songs going to be on the full length or are these bonus songs that would have either been elsewhere released? Yeah. I, don't, I think they were like that, leftovers, you know, like just stuff that wasn't going to be oh, on the album. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Because they don't sound, I mean, they all sound like Carcass. They just, I guess I just didn't know how it was going to fit into the rest of the picture. Was the quality there? Yeah, it was, the quality was fucking there, dude. I mean, if you liked, I mean, I, if, I was waiting for this album to come out. So, like, I mean, I've been kind of throwing on Surgical Steel here and there and then fucking hard work, you know, just anticipating this album coming out. And then obviously the delay happened. And then I was waiting because I f- heard that they were going to do something like this. And I was like, all right, fuck yeah. And then you told me that we got it. And I was like, fuck yeah. And it was weird because I literally had just listened to Surgical Steel like maybe a week before. And then I put this on and it's a perfect transition. It's as if there was no time in between or, I mean, obviously, you know, we talk about the delay and is it going to sound the same or I don't know if people worry about shit like that or if they're going to take on a new sound and do something completely different. It's the same fucking old carcass. Mm-hmm. So... The songs sound like they could have come off of, you know, Surgical Steel or been a part of Surgical Steel. So it's the sound is there. I loved them. The, the solos, the vocals. I mean, Slaughtered and Soho is a little not my taste, but it's still a Carcass song. They always have a song or two that I don't really like the most. I think that's just them being from England. Sorry. <laughs> um, but... Well, I'm just, you know, joking about the island. But yeah, anyway, I loved it. I can't wait for the full length to come out next year. So I I, I want to hear it. I'm pretty interested in it. I think it's just like I'm, yeah, it's four songs. So I'm just not as pumped to dive in. I want that full album. It's an EP. I just don't ever fucking listen to EPs. But you love these fucking three song demos. I, I yeah, know. F- <laughs> no, it makes no sense. I, I know. I get it. <laughs> if it would have been in a cassette form, would you have purchased it? Yeah. No, not yeah. this one. No, probably not. <laughs> okay. It's just, just listen to it because it's good. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna. I wrote it down. <laughs> there. Yeah. There's just been so. I've been trying to get in so much, and then that other episode we just. That's not out. Yeah. It was so much stuff to listen to, and then I've been kind of just listening to these couple favorites. Like there's so much stuff. Like I said, I haven't gotten to that and all in the throne. I wanted to let the dive into Napalm a little bit more. Not to mention all those smaller underground stuff that is on my list. I'm like behind right now, and that's that's just the stuff that's coming out this year. And then you put on the old shit that you want to <laughs> yeah. check out and really fully give your attention. And it's just that's why I'm saying we need a year off. And it's Halloween, and now I'm listening to some ghosts and getting in the mood. Yeah, that's and, another you know? thing. Then you get to, you watch movies at night. You're not listening to the albums. No, you know your time goes other. Yeah, that's the way it goes. We'll get there. I'm right there with you, Stan. Before we're uh, done, you want to tell everybody about the. Uh, Patreon project you guys have been doing? What's going on with that? Oh, yeah. 
There's some good shit going on back there. Yeah, so uh, uh, when uh, Riley Gale from Power Trip, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but oh, I mean, that never tragedy that happened. Uh, yeah, um, when that happened, we uh, decided to do, uh, we did an online group cover of Executioner's Tax as a tribute to him, and it came out really well. And it was so much fun, and we had the, I don't know how the, uh, you three were uh, all of us three were in it, I and mean, then we had probably at least ten Patreons, yeah, doing either playing an instrument, group vocals. You know, one guy was singing. We had a drummer. You know, we had everyone from you know from Finland, Sweden, UK, <laughs> yeah, you know, all over the U.S. I was taken the fuck back by it. I didn't yeah, know how I, many people were going to participate. It was you just guys a, brought it, yeah, it was it was just an idea I had. I was like, let's, you know, that's a good way to tribute the, you know, mm-hmm. you know, tribute the guy and then it just came out really well, so we just kind of ran with it and we uh, actually finished our second one last last week uh with a online video cover of uh Demon of the Fall by Opeth and we're working on our third right now. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we're doing uh, right now. We're doing Danzig, uh, Twist of Cain, nice. which is it's pretty fun. I just rec- I actually re- recorded drums earlier. Nice. That was uh, probably one of the only songs I'll ever do drums on because it was simple. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a fun project. So if you guys are, if you guys like uh, doing doing covers of stuff, you know, we're always looking for people to play instruments. Join Patreon and get in on it. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking cool. Yeah, we posted it. On uh, the socials too, so if you want to check it out, because even old man Dave, who didn't play in it, made the video for it. Yeah. So even even just down to yeah. that, so we got video. I don't think we he did it for the, the Opeth one, but for the Power Trip one at least. Right? No, I did the Opeth, but yeah, yeah. I mean, this could be an ongoing thing. It sounds like it's monthly, so if it, it's interesting to any of you guys, head over to Patreon. We'll put a link in the notes and just check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should play. We'll play a clip of um, Power Trip uh, Executioner's Tax too, because yeah, it was it was just it was cool. It was cool for everybody to get involved on that. I think everybody just wanted to do something for it, just with what happened. It was a big deal. Yeah, exactly. It was just amazing to see how just our Patreons, people that listen to us, you know, we all came together and just made something, mm-hmm. and it was just it was so cool. I was like, I seriously like I'd seen the video when I was at work, and I was like tearing up. I was like, this is the coolest <laughs> thing that's ever happened. Like. <laughs> talking about it was amazing to see how something you know from i guess what i thought was only going to be two or three people or four people maybe just putting it together and then everybody started going oh i want it in i want it in to show the support for both a great man and a worthy cause so yeah exactly yeah it yeah very proud of everybody
Yeah, I want to hear the new stuff. I think we should do an original soon, but... Yeah, <laughs> that's that's next on the list. There's already <laughs> been talks. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Yeah, I'm going to throw something fucked into the vote, like some... <laughs> Something off of colors from yeah. BT Bam or something. <laughs> <Very>. <laughs> uh, son of nothing, son of nothing. Uh, well, I think that's it. Got anything else? Mm. Well, what was that, Stan? You asked about how to find out about, you know, doing the covers or joining the covers or any of the other random shit that we talked about during this episode. Yeah, how, do we, how, how do we get more involved within the Combine family? I think you first need to join the Patreon. You know, you join the Patreon that grants you access not only to the Facebook group, if, you know, you're a boomer and still want to participate <laughs> there. There's also a Discord group that we have now um, that's pretty involved. I mean, you know, people are talking about random daily shit, you know, things that they've purchased, metal-related, non-metal-related. That's where the music production goes on. It's a place for you to chill with your friends, yeah, obviously, we had our that own are in the Patreon group, but... Basically, yeah. our own dedicated server with a whole bunch of shit. Jason's running the whole Facebook thing, which he's got so many projects going on over there, I can't even keep up. So, I mean, if you guys if you guys are looking for extra stuff in the metal community, you know, we got a lot of fun stuff going on here. We do, uh, I mean, we no, do fucked a, albums of the week. We do... Yeah, there's, uh, there's a beer tab now, Synthwave, whatever the hell that is. I don't know who <laughs> created this, but yeah. Anyway, it's... You know, you join the Patreon family, you're granted access to what we like to call the backstage lounge. So Everything. Everything we have to offer. Yep. Not to mention that extra episode a month. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forgetting the cherry on the top of the cake, that extra episode. Those are the fun ones. Those are the trivias and the, and the other stuff. <laughs> selling, it, selling it real good there, Stan. <laughs> Trivia and other stuff. Uh, as always, find us there and on the other socials that we have. We love you all. I am Shoddy. I'm Evil J Dog. Well, I'm Stan the Man. You guys stay metal. But uh, yeah, man, anyways, so talking about the band and everything, like I had uh, gotten the email a while back and I didn't even, I didn't realize it until just this past week. So I finally, I got to spin the album and um, I mean, I was looking forward to it for a while because I kind of been a fan of your guys' uh, the previous demos and stuff like that. And then um, got this one and I, immediately I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta talk to one of these guys because this thing is like, 
nuts how good it is. <laughs> cool, man. Well, I mean, that means a lot. I appreciate you listening and I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I mean, are you guys aware of like how how well you knocked it out of the park? Does it feel like you really nailed it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's tricky to answer a question like that. Yeah. I, I feel like we did a great job. I mean, I, I always aspire when making music to make the kind of shit that I would want to hear, you know, like I want to listen to my own band as much as possible, not out of like an ego trip thing, but it's just like, okay, if I was an active listener of something, what would I look for? And then I try to put that down to the recording as much as I can. And I mean, I go back and I listen to our record all the time. I'm, I'm very proud of it. So I'm definitely pumped that, uh, that you're into it too. That means a lot to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not just saying that, you know, like I, seriously just wanted to do the interview just because I was like, this thing is that good. It's like, it's been a good year for music. I mean, I think, but, um, as far as like the death metal goes, I was kind of like, man, th- it's between this one. And, uh, you know, I really dug that faceless burial album. I don't know if you checked that one out. Yep. But, yeah. yeah that was amazing. Yeah. So it's kind of like neck and neck. I'm like, which one's the favorite, <laughs> but it's just like, they're both, they're both riding so high right now. Yeah, man. I feel you. I- I'm happy to be on any list with those guys. Cause that album was spectacular. I mean, that band is so sick. Yeah, dude. I, you know, I didn't know about him before this album, but, uh, that, now that I heard this one, I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. 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 All their, uh, their previous stuff is really good too. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go back a little bit more and, and go through it all, but, uh, are you a pretty big death metal fan overall? I mean, I'm assuming do you check all the, everything out or, or do you stay up to date and everything? I do. Yeah. And, and yeah, I am a, a huge death metal fan. Uh, you know, I, I try to stay on the, the pulse of things as much as I possibly can. I try to be as aware of every, you know, cassette demo that comes out on every, uh, like tiny little cassette label in the yeah. world. It's just impossible to keep up with everything, but you know, I know the the labels that I like, and I know the the style of shit that I'm generally looking for. So uh, that kind of helps me narrow my perspective a little bit. But I'm definitely like a an active listener of as much stuff as I can possibly get my hands on. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like that too. Like when you can uh, follow a couple labels at least, because it's so hard to catch up and, and and stay up to date and everything. You know, I mean, it's like we get a million emails and different things, and half the time I just kind of go and. Uh, just check the labels out that I know at least, or, or, you know, if you have a good friend that gives you some good recommendations, that always helps. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny, like I, I have no idea how I used to keep track of stuff before like Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Because, and I, I know it makes me sound like such a, a, a horrific millennial, but <laughs> like, uh, I used to just be like, you would get decibel and revolver and magazines like that. And you would just look for what was in the review section. And I mean, we, that's how it was for me. But now it's like, as soon as I hear about, a cool new label or a cool new band or something. I just see if they have any social media presence and I just follow them. Not like just so I can keep track of what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I that was the same way. It's pretty much the only thing, the magazines. And now I love, I still love reading, you know, decibel and finding out new bands like that. But you realize, man, they actually miss, they miss a lot of bands just because how, how, how wouldn't they miss a lot of right. bands? You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, that's why it's nice to have those people or, or follow the bands or, follow a couple of people who throw out those good recommendations because man it's hard to keep up for sure i mean i remember when we were uh when undeath went up to columbus recently to shoot a video we were hanging out with uh the guys in sang with Sugobog, and Devin, the singer was just telling me about like i mean he's like an encyclopedia of that stuff he's just so knowledgeable about every single underground death metal band that comes out so I was just, I took that as an opportunity to just like stand next to him and just pick his brain for like four hours. <laughs> and every single time he mentioned a band or something, I was like, okay, how do you spell that? 
and I would just like pull up my phone and put it in my notes app really quick and see yeah. if I had Instagram or anything. Right, right. Yeah. Then the Bandcamp wish list is like uh, <laughs> super long. You can't get yeah. caught up after that. Yeah. It's it's always good to exploit your friends for knowledge until, you know, you see your credit card statements. Right, right. Do you have any like big ones that stuck out for you this year that you've been just going back to a lot? Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see that. The one that immediately comes to mind is that phobophilic sedimentum split. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both those bands are great. Uh, that came out on Rotted Life, I think. That was an awesome split. I really am excited to hear a lot more from both of those bands. Um, that was a cool one. I wish there was more. I mean, it's it's cool because I think that the, at least the Phobophilic one, I think it's like a pretty pretty long song. Yep. It was still like a decent listen lengthwise. But man, yeah, I listened to that and I just want to hear more. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. I know there was also, I, I'm just thinking about this because I was just working out to it like an hour ago. But uh, <laughs> that's where I get a lot of my death metal listening done. Yeah, but, right. Uh, there's a band called Gamma Sector, and they, I don't know where they're from exactly. I think I found them on like Facebook or something random like that, but uh, they're just super, super heavy, like very straightforward slam type stuff. And that's typically not what I go for with Death Metal, but something about the demo they put out this year just really hit for me. And that's kind of been on repeat for me for a couple months now. Okay, I just, I just found it. Yeah, Gamma Sector, they've got a promo from this year. Yep, yep, yep. I think it's just called like Promo 2020. You know, it's tough because I know the big trend in death metal right now is like the caveman, like Neanderthal stuff. And right. I mean, I love, you know, a vast majority of those bands, but I, I'm into like the nerdy shit. You know, like I like I like big brain riffs and stuff that just kind of like makes you feel confused and stupid. <laughs> OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, that, that Ulthar record that came out. This yeah, year. yeah. Uh, I love that, man. They're probably in my like like top three, top five current metal bands going and yeah, they, I was so excited for their record to come out. That was a cool one. I was too, and I was like let down at first, but then I just realized you kind of have to like dig into that one a little bit, just because it is confusing and it's, right. it's not. They're not. They don't give you a lot to latch onto. But I came around to it eventually. Yeah, it's it, you really gotta let it sit with you for a minute. I mean that that dude. Uh, oh, what is his name? The singer of that band. He has like a really awesome name. It's like Steve Peacock or something. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like John Peacock or it, I know his last name is Peacock, but he's like. 
He's also in a band called Spirit Possession. Oh, um, he's in that band? Yeah, he's a. I believe he sings and plays guitar in that band. I, I could be oh, greatly wow. mistaken about that, but I'm pretty sure that's accurate. But yeah, that that record and the Allthar record are like probably my top five for this year for sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Both strong, strong ones. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I was a fan of that. The last one from Allthar. Then I seen them live too, and everything. And yeah, I was I was waiting for this one for a while, but yeah. yeah. The, they they came through Rochester last year, I want to say, or maybe like late 2018, and uh, they were touring off of the first album, and I was really bummed I couldn't make it to that one. Yeah, 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 it happens. It's like now, it's like <laughs> anything I missed, I'm like regretting so bad without having the shows now. I feel like as soon as we all get back to being able to go to shows, if it ever happens, it's like... Like I'm, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna miss any of them, you know. Yo, like I would drive six hours to see a band play for 15 minutes at this point. Like yeah, I'm, I'm dying for it. Yeah, exactly. Do you guys have a lot of shows? Uh, I know you guys are in Rochester, New York. You guys have a, a lot of shows coming through there. Or yeah, do you have to go a little bit further. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure where Rochester is in New York, but so technically, you would say it's in Western New York. Uh, a lot of people around here get uptight when you say it's upstate New York. I have mm. no idea why, but. I think people consider upstate stuff like Albany and a little bit further south from that is like Poughkeepsie. Uh, Rochester, if you look at like a map of New York, is pretty much all the way to the west and it's sandwiched right in between Buffalo and Syracuse. Okay, I gotcha. So it's kind of, it's in a weird spot. Like it's, it's not New York in terms of New York City and Brooklyn, which are obviously huge thriving scenes and big metropolises. Yeah. But it's located in a really cool area because you're right by Buffalo, which tours are always going through there. And you're right by Syracuse, which has a really thriving scene in itself. And you're really not that far from Cleveland or Philly. Both are like five, five and a half hour drives away. Yeah. So bands a lot of times will, when they're going to or from those cities, they'll route the tour in Rochester because it's right on the way. That's so we, perfect. we get a lot of tours and just random individual like routing shows coming through here. So there's never really a shortage for stuff like that. That's perfect. Yeah, we get left out a little bit because we're in Detroit. Right. It's not bad, but you got to go up to go down unless you're going into Canada or something. And I feel like once in a while, you know, some of those tours leave you out. But Right. Yeah, definitely. You can always go down Ohio, like you said, or something like that. But Yeah, we're not, not really afraid of driving a couple hours to see a show around here. Yeah, I hear you. So, did you guys uh, did you guys get screwed over much with like tours and things like that that you had planned? And I'm sure with the album coming out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It really sucked. I mean, I can't complain too much though because I thought we had a bad, and then I heard about like some other tours that some of our friends' bands got screwed out of, and I was like, shit, we didn't like <laughs> yeah. we didn't have anything like that planned. <laughs> but, right. Um, like we we had a I mean we talked about Phobophilic earlier we had a, a full U.S. tour with them uh, that was getting booked okay uh, so all of that was kaput uh, and then besides that we were gonna go out and do some West Coast dates uh, we we're gonna play the Bay Bay Area Death Fest uh, and just do like up and down the West Coast around that and obviously that couldn't happen and then. I think the last thing that we were trying to schedule right before everything started locking down was we were going to do uh, another full U.S. tour with a couple other bands uh, that just like was beginning to materialize. And that was going to mean that we were going to be out for like four months. Wow. Um, like com- that combined with the other U.S. tour with Phobophilic. And it was just going to be like a crazy amount of touring. And then like overnight, all of it was just done. That sucks, man. I mean, you know, it 
it, it it does, but at the same time, it's like you just gotta adapt and overcome, and like you can sit around and feel sad and self pitying about all the cool stuff that you could have done, but we're just kind of trying to take that energy and repurpose it towards being more productive. Like instead of booking tours, we're just finishing writing the second album. You know, oh, like, right on, yeah. If, if we can't play shows, we'll just keep writing more music. You know, yeah. I mean, that's a smart way to go about it for sure. I, Use I that like time. To think so. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean dude uh, it's kind of funny because i'm just wondering like if everyone's doing that and writing their albums right now are we going to get like a super huge influx next year if you know what i mean I all this downtime so. yeah man i mean like i feel like that's what everybody should be doing you know i i it, it's tough because so many bands that are more established than bands like you know us um excuse me they kind of like get really trapped into a cycle where it's okay. We write record the album and then we tour for a year and then the next album tour, next album tour. And I feel like for a lot of people who are kind of seasoned vets when it comes to the whole professional band air quotes thing, mm-hmm. like breaking out of that cycle can be really hard. But for a band like us, you know, before coronavirus, we had only played like maybe two dozen shows. Okay. Maybe like, even less than that. Like we, we haven't been an active live band for, that long at all so we had we were kind of getting the taste of like what was to come you know we were all very much excited about touring but when we were told that it wasn't going to be a possibility for us or for anybody it was very easy to just kind of shift gears and be like okay well we'll just keep making music then because that's what we've been doing this whole time yeah yeah as opposed to someone like you know i don't know black dahlia murder where they're they're putting out an album every couple of years. They're going to tour like crazy. That's, you know, they're making exactly. their money based off that. That's their whole thing. Exactly. That yeah, would be that's tough. That's the exact thing I was thinking of, too. Yeah. Yeah, that would be hard, hard to, uh, you know, shift gears and find a way to to make it as a band, really, right now for someone for sure. like that. But Yeah, and, you know, I really, like, my heart really goes out to bands like that because that sucks. I mean, not only are is your main source of income, which for any band is touring, uh, that's out the window bands on that level like employ people you know you Mm -hmm. have people who are on your team you have managers and agents and stuff who are now effectively at a pretty large sum of their income as well so a lot of that is just like a burden of responsibility that i feel very uh, grateful that we don't really have to deal with right now but i also feel very very bad for everybody who's kind of hurting from that right now yeah, yeah, for sure. Ho- do you do you do you notice like uh, I mean, because you hope some some fans, if they can do it, you know, if they've got jobs and money, are maybe picking up extra merch or, or you know buying the album when they can now. Do you have you guys noticed that for you guys at all? Even you know picking up some merch since you get, they can't support you on tour or anything like that. Yeah, I, I, definitely. I mean, we thankfully, I, I feel like the people who like our band are very vocally and actively supportive of us and the stuff that we put out. And I feel very fortunate for that for sure. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like a, a funny timing with everything because we hadn't really announced any tours or like we had stuff planned, but none of it was announced yet. So we were able to kind of cancel all of that behind the scenes. So it wasn't like people had already spent money on tickets or whatever. And then yeah. didn't have any leftover money to buy a shirt or, or something. So, I feel like in that sense, we kind of lucked out a little bit. So like the whole album promotional cycle or whatever you want to call it has been done while everybody's been in lockdown. So I feel like people are just spending a lot more time in front of their phones and computers and they probably, you know, are spending less money on going out to eat and stuff. So they have a little bit more money to buy 
uh, death metal long sleeves. Right. <laughs> which uh, obviously, yeah, because that's people buying merch is the only way that this band is making money right now because we can't play any shows. So I'm, I feel very fortunate that people are still willing to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's the best, I feel like it's the best thing you can do right now for a band. If you can do it, you know, I know some people they are going to be trying to just survive themselves, but if someone's employed and been doing good this whole time, it's like, if you know, if you've got favorite bands out there and you don't want them to, you know, if you want to keep seeing them, keep getting get music from them, you got to try and find a way somehow, especially right now when you can't tour, I think. Right. Exactly. And you know, like, I, I can't really advise anybody about financial security and spending habits because I'm horrible with money. But like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I know personally, whenever I see a band that I like, or whether it's like a homies band or like just some band of a following for a while, if I see that drop like a, a tape or a seven inch or a record or a shirt or something like I, I will buy it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just, I know personally how hard it is right now. And I just want to do like, you know, if my 20, 15, 30 bucks can help, I'm, I'm happy to throw that in the pot. Exactly. Yeah, it was killing me for a minute because, uh, like I was saying earlier, like I, when I, I got furloughed for a while, which wasn't a huge big deal because unemployment was good. Right. But then went back to work, and then hours were were cut, you know, for a while. So I was making less money than when I was on unemployment, and right. not making a lot for a little bit there, and it was killing me because I, you know, I wanted to support some bands, but I just kind of held off for a while until things evened out. But then, you know, now that things are back to normal, it's like you know, feel more feel a little more comfortable throwing out some uh, some money some bands and getting some new music yeah man like when i i feel you 100 percent. like when my unemployment checks first started running like rolling in and i was getting that extra 600 a month i was just like oh my god free money <laughs> yeah. and i i didn't put any of the mental pieces together that like this was shit that i was gonna have to pay taxes on yeah and i still needed to like find a job <laughs> so i was just, like spending money left and right like stuff that i had no no right spending whatsoever right. actually they kind of caught up with me and i was like maybe i should pump the brakes a little bit <laughs> yeah no i hear you i think a lot of people did the same thing but right oh um, man i wanted to talk a little bit more about the album though so what do you think uh i mean i've got my opinions just based off like this new one based off, you know, compared to like some of the er- you guys' earlier stuff, where do you think you guys went exactly? What did you, what did you change on this one? Um, you know, it's a good question. I think, uh, I don't know if we consciously set out to do anything other than just get better, you know, like mm-hmm. we, there wasn't really a grand mission statement with the album. We wouldn't go into the writing process thinking anything like, okay, we need to add more of this or take away more of this. We were just like, okay, we are really proud of the stuff that we've written so far. Let's just double down on it and just do what we have already been doing, which is even tighter and even heavier and even catchier. And that's kind of, that was the North star for the whole writing process was just getting better and improving on the stuff that we already felt confident in. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing too. Cause I was like, uh, I was going to ask like, what do you think sets you guys apart a little bit? Because Again, I've got my opinions there, and I think part of that is the catchiness. But, um, you know, because obviously the style you guys play, there's a lot of bands that play similar. I mean, if we're just talking old school death metal style, you know, in 2020, there's no shortage of it. But to me, I mean, like I said, it's, 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 it's top of the year stuff. So and, I, and I've, anyone else that I've heard that's heard is is like raving about it, too. So. And obviously you were picked up by prosthetic, you know, and so they heard something about it. So what, I mean, what do you think it is that's like setting you guys apart a little bit from maybe some of the crowd? Uh, (laughs) I I get, I get so uh, self-conscious when I have to talk about (laughs) my own self in a positive way. I'm just so used to talking shit about myself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, I mean, I like to believe that uh, 
what kind of sets us apart as a band is is I know we've already covered this, but just like the the catchiness and the the choruses and the memorability of everything because I know for a lot of metal bands, but specifically death metal bands, it's all about okay, we're gonna create this cavernous cavernous oppressive atmosphere mm-hmm. and we're just gonna be the most like bummer oppressive band ever and that's gonna be our thing or it's like we're gonna play so fast or we're gonna shred so hard that people aren't even gonna be able to discern what we're playing or it's like we're just gonna be the loudest band we're gonna have the most amps on stage and you know we we never really went for any of that as a band we just we thought we thought that like the and we still think that the greatest value that our songwriting can can give somebody is just uh, a riff or a part that just gets stuck in your head. Yeah, for sure. For, for me and for some of the other guys in the band, like that's that's kind of what that's what draws us to the bands that we love the most. It's just like you hear a song or a part or a riff, and you're like, "Damn, that is just like such a well constructed chorus," or like, "Damn that." that riff is just such an earworm and then you're just humming it for days. And that makes you want to revisit those records over and over again. And, you know, that's kind of what we're going for is just to not be the loudest or the most mysterious or the most evil band, just to be like the band that you want to listen to the most often. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, when I, when I first played hit play, I think I played it like five times that day, which is so rare for like a oh, death yeah. metal album, you know, <laughs> like, Thanks, man. And I'm not trying to just keep saying all the positive stuff, but no, but I, I think I, yeah, I think part of that though is really though the catchiness. Like I like, I mean, I can get down with some of the dark atmospheric stuff, you know. I mean, I like that too. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like you know, I want to, I want the riffs, I want to be able to bang my head, I want you know, you, you want those simple things that are kind of like what you want in all music, you know. For sure. And uh, but you guys kind of combine enough stuff to where it's like it's still so brutal, it's still so heavy. But it's just, you just write it in a catchy way, which is uh, what I love. And I think bands like, I mean, that's what I liked about like the like, you know, last couple of Two Mold albums or, exactly. you know, there's that catchy part to it. and Or like in your guys' in this, this album here, I mean, like the single that's out there now, like Legions of a Different Kind, like just that lyric right there. I mean, that part is written in such a catchy way that I'm singing it later in the day, you know, later at night after not hearing it for a while, you know? So, yeah, yeah dude, it just works sure. so well like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, thank you for saying all that. And like, you know, Tumul, I think is a great example. You know, I, I, you mentioned that name, and instantly, like four different riffs off Manners just popped <laughs> in my head. Yeah, that like, like Derek is just such an amazing guitarist, and he has such a keen ear for just writing earworms and just great hooks. And I feel like so many death metal bands are almost like afraid of doing that because they don't want to be perceived as like too light or too poppy yeah. or something. But it's like that's the stuff that's going to make people want to revisit your band is when they just think about a cool riff and they're like, damn, I got to like spin that record again. I mean, that's yeah. the reason that I listen to cannibal corpse over and over. Like it isn't because they're the scariest band and I want to just feel like oppressed <laughs> and nervous the entire time. Yeah. And, you know, I think about the riff from five nails through the neck and I'm like, I need to listen to that shit right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck the paper, Okay, 
Yeah, I was just thinking about Cannibal. I was just thinking like, because it's kind of funny how some bands are probably afraid to write things that are too catchy, but it's like, maybe, I don't know if I'm right in this, but like, I think back to even older can- Cannibal, like The Bleeding or like, to me, The Bleeding's fucking catchy as all hell. I mean, those songs are, yeah, it's brutal. That's, that's the best one, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's it's brutal. But like, if you listen to it, man, there's earworms all over that thing, whether it's vocal parts or riffs. I mean, it's... Oh my God, totally. You know? Yeah, so it's, it's weird that a that bands would sh- wouldn't want that in their music or like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of others, maybe like the first DSI. Or, I mean, there's so many that of, of the early stuff. So it's like, that's yeah. built into death metal, good death metal. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's, I feel like that's the reason why the bleeding tops so many people's lists of their favorite cannibal records is because it's got hooks. It's got choruses, yeah. you know, and like the earlier stuff like tomb and eating back to life and butchered at birth. Like those are fantastic records in their own rights, but the bleeding, in my opinion, is just head and shoulders above them because it's just got great songs. Yeah. You know, it isn't a series of five to seven minute long compositions that are just like one riff kind of meandering into the next until it just kind of ends. You know, right. and I'm, I'm no scholar of music theory. Like, I, I'm definitely talking out of my ass right now. But like, <laughs> that's like the bleeding is just it's great songs. It's just got tracks. No, a hundred percent. I think it's always kind of been my favorite too. It's funny. I went, I was on a cannibal binge a few weeks back. I was trying to like do the discography. You know, I had heard most of it, but it's, there's so many albums. It's like, right. I was like, man, I need to just kind of sit. I didn't get through the whole thing. I got through about probably 60% of it, but, that um, feet in and of itself though, man, I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's, there's a lot there and you know, there's not a, there's really not the most is. amount of variety. So it, it <laughs> and most of it is at least pretty good. Yeah. You know what? That's what I came away from it thinking like, you know what? Some people complain because they write the same album over and over again, but man, the quality in those things. I mean, there's always some tracks you could do without or or not that, you know, there's the highlights in every one and there's some ones that are just like standard Cannibal, but yeah, I came away with some respect for sure. Yeah, dude. I thought about uh, Cannibal when I was listening in uh, the first track on your guys' album, Suitably Hacked to Gore. Like, that one gave me some... uh, some pretty good cannibal vibes and not in like a bad way of like, man, I'm here cannibal riffs or anything like that, but kind of like the style of uh, like riffing and kind of like a little start stoppy tempo changes and like in and out of grooves and For sure. like, your, your vocals a little faster. Like, I don't, I don't know if that was on purpose or if it's just, I mean, if you guys like, you know, if all this in a cannibal, maybe it just seeps in there a little bit. Yeah. I mean, or maybe I'm wrong. 
no, together. you're definitely not wrong. Like, I, I don't think it was on purpose. Like, I don't think we consciously write anything and be like, okay, let's make a Cannibal Corpse type song. But like, the five of us listen to that band all the time, so it's definitely like well within the realm of possibility that that was just kind of like seeping into Kyle's fingers a little bit when he wrote those riffs. Like, yeah. I'm sure it was. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I listened to the first time I heard that song. I was like, these are. Alex Webster riffs, but like yeah. in the best possible way. In the best way, it's like one of the it's like a, the best song they haven't written. You know what I mean? It's not like I said. It's nothing where I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh man, this just sounds like Campbell. It's not that. It's more just like, and it's probably just because I binged them the other day, and like sure. it's in my head a little bit more. And I was like thinking about some of the ways they write their riffs and go into grooves, and it's it's such a prof- they just do it so well. And I just thought that that song is like the same kind of it captures the same thing. I guess is is what I'm trying to say, but. Yeah, man, I feel you. I mean, I, I'm I will happily accept any and all comparisons to that band. <laughs> that's that's a okay with me. Yeah, no, it's never a bad thing. Not and a- I like that song too. The way uh, I like how it starts the album off with like no bullshit. You know, there's no build up. It's just a hundred percent right at you, like right off the bat. Yeah, I, I I mean, yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's like exactly what we were going for. Because you know, like I, there's so many metal albums and death metal albums specifically out there that start with like. You know, just like the most ridiculous, like choral arrangement, yeah, or just like a, a string quartet paint playing for two and a half minutes, and yeah, it's like, bro, I don't need this. Like, just <laughs> give me the riff, like right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm the same way. The only time I'm down with it is like, I like a good, like, if maybe a horror sample or like a, or like a, a, a short ten second, like old school horror, like soundtracky kind of a thing you know right yeah i'll take like that i'll take an, an interlude for sure yeah yeah but like like a tasteful little uh string interlude i think is great but yeah when when albums when i look at an album on spotify or something and i see the first track is just intro and it's like <laughs> three and a half minutes long i'm like oh i gotta listen to this at least once but i, I know that i'm never gonna listen to it again <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you just skip over yeah it's 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 not needed. I mean, maybe sometimes it's for buff, you know, getting the, the track or the album length a little longer. I don't, I don't know, but it, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I know most labels uh, they have time like uh, th- there's a certain amount of time that your album has to be. Yeah, like I know for most labels, it's like thirty to thirty five minutes, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of that is just padding. You're absolutely right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you guys did that right with that one. What what was like? Um, Back in the day, like, what was the first metal that you started getting into? Oh, man. Uh, I feel like I had kind of a, a weird exposure to metal because, like, on one hand, my parents, while they don't really listen to metal at all, they're both very musically inclined and they listen to a lot of strange, out there stuff. But on the other hand, I'm definitely, like, a child of the internet. And I had Last FM and, and uh, like... Uh, I hate to admit it, but 4chan, like the music board, like <laughs> yeah. that was all stuff that I perused pretty heavily back in the day. And so, you know, I feel like the closest thing my parents ever gave me as that was like close to metal was stuff like Black Sabbath, which is definitely metal, but they more saw it as like classic rock type stuff. Yeah. And I did for a long time. And, and for a while, like metal just didn't really hit for me. Like people would, would play Iron Maiden or Judas Priest around me when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old. And it just, 
I, I I was raised on the clash and sex pistols and stuff. And it's just, right. it all seemed kind of ridiculous to me, like the soloing and the theatrical vocals and whatever. And now, you know, I'm, I'm 26 and I love that stuff. That's, that's Judas Priest's band. I listen to almost every single day, but right. Like in my formative years, I was like, this is just nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you I not jive with us at all. And I think the moment that metal started really clicking for me was, in which you know i'm thinking about it right now it's actually kind of ironic because more of like the the high concept like black metal type stuff was the first stuff that really uh kind of grabbed me and took hold of me like uh interesting like like bands like mayhem and emperor and stuff like that it's not really stuff that i listen to too actively anymore but that early norwegian swedish finnish black metal stuff that was all like you know there's all the intense personal histories behind the record. Mm-hmm. And also lyrically it's, it's dealing with mythology and it's dealing with, you know, high fantasy and Lord of the Rings shit. And yeah. For somebody like me, who was just very, you know, bookish and nerdy. That was awesome. And that was yeah. here <laughs> because all the metal bands I had been exposed to before were like, this is a song about driving your car really fast. And okay. like partying or whatever. And I just couldn't relate to it. But then I heard these dudes screeching about trolls and shit. <laughs> and I was like, that is what's up. And yeah. that was my first foray into really getting into metal. And then from then on, it was like, okay, I'm into black metal. And then I look at what these bands were influenced by. And it's like, okay, now I'm listening to stuff like Venom and Bathory. And, you know, I'm going even further back in time. And I'm listening to like Discharge and the cross punk bands and whatever. And, then I'm listening to Grindcore, and Grindcore takes me to Napalm Death, and Napalm Death goes to Death Metal, and Death Metal goes to Cannibal Corpse, and then from there, like, first time I heard Even Bad to Life, like, that just exploded my whole world, and I just needed yeah. to listen to every single metal record I possibly could. <laughs> so that's, that's my, awesome. my uh, condensed history, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a funny way to go through it, because, I mean, the conventional one, depending on age, and being 26, maybe not so much, and, and for me, I'm 32, so even... Like I, the th- I was going to say the thrash thing is, it, it, you know, you hear the most. It's like right. people got into Metallica, then they went heavier, 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 heavier. It wasn't quite for me. I mean, I went a weird route. I started getting into more of the like 2000s metalcore, which led me further from there. But it was still like lighter to heavy. Right. So it's kind of funny that you went for like one of the most, the least accessible with like black metal. And then from there kind of ventured out, you know, that's kind of like a weird route. It is. It is definitely very strange. And I feel like. A lot of it I kind of have to owe to my dad because he has a very peculiar and bizarre taste in music. And he kind of exposed me to a lot of very strange stuff early on. Like he, his bread and butter is like the Krautrock 70s, like German bands. He loves Can and Noi and Kraftwerk and stuff like that. Okay. And he was he was always playing those records around me, like uh, uh, Tago Mago by Can Autobahn by Kraftwerk, you know, the Neue records. Yeah. Like that was some of the earliest music I was ever exposed to. So it definitely is like in my DNA in a very serious way. So I feel like when I was dipping my toes in the water and trying to open myself up to more metal, I was not consciously, but subconsciously looking for stuff that was not serious, but just uh, took itself more seriously, you know? And I feel like that's why a lot of the early black metal stuff really appealed to me because this, that shit was literally like a cult to them. It was life or death. 
Yeah, dude. I, I remember. I, I, I it was always so like intriguing to years, me. But like back in the day, that was just like the coolest shit ever. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, because I, I was the same. I I remember checking that stuff out, and even when I first heard it, it was like I was so uh, intrigued by the history of it, the background that it like kind of you know felt dangerous, and it was kind of like scary to be. You know, it was just like you felt weird listening to it, knowing. Yeah some of the background of these guys, the mystery, you don't really know much, but you heard, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it, for a while, but it always stuck in the back of my head and it was something I'd throw on here and there and then kind of grew to like it over time and everything. But yeah, that stuff just, it's hard to uh, to not kind of be intrigued by it at least. Yeah, definitely. And you know, like when I was, uh, I want to say like 15, 16, maybe like a little bit younger than that, but that was right when the whole... I'm sure nobody calls it this anymore, but back in the day, people were calling it Cascadian black metal. You probably yeah. remember that. Yeah. Like a uh, wolves in the throne room and ash borer and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And that was, that scene was like popping back then. It was sort of like what the, the caveman death metal thing is right now. Yeah. So at that time I was super into bands like mayhem and emperor and stuff like that. And you know, dissection or whatever. And, uh, then all of a sudden here's this brand new wave of young, exciting black metal bands. And it was just like, it was just right there and it was all happening right then. And that was, that was very uh, creatively fulfilling for me back then for sure. Yeah. That's good timing. Definitely. Do you, uh, do you mess around? You, you said you don't listen to too much uh, black metal anymore is it, or no? Um, you know, I still have a fondness for it. Like, it's not like I, I disavowed the genre or anything. Yeah. Like, I, I still love black metal. Uh, it's just like, I, I feel like my tastes have just changed pretty dramatically over the years. And uh, when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, like I, I was just much more of a introverted, self-serious kind of guy. And I was only really looking for music that was, that had a lot of stakes to it, you know, and a lot of black metal is that everything is very fucking serious. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I feel like as I got older, I kind of just lost the the patience and the energy for that a little bit. And I kind of right. wanted music that was a little, that took itself seriously, but also wasn't so grumpy all the time. <laughs> right, right. And uh, yeah, I think as I got older, my tastes have totally kind of flipped the other way. And I'm way in more into stuff like death metal and, and uh, punk and stuff like that. But you know, I still fuck around with a lot of uh, newer black metal bands. Like, I love that band Mutilation Rights. That band is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, just tons of good stuff out there still. Um, uh, our good friend of Undeath, my buddy Sam, uh, he plays in that band Blame God. Uh, they're kind of just, like, a cool Long Island-based uh, grindcore band. Okay. Or power violence type stuff. But uh, he he probably doesn't want me blowing up a spot like this. I'm pretty sure they all use like fake names, but uh, he's in a, a, a black metal band called curios. I think it's how you pronounce it. I, okay. I it's like K Y R I O S. Uh, and like that shit is great. Like that. I love it.
I still listen to black metal every now and then, but just not as seriously and not as frequently as I used to, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, it, it makes me think of like your guys' album too. Like just not taking too serious, like the lyrics, like, you, you know, the lyrics that you have in there. It's like, you can tell it's not like, you know, you're not like, it, it's simple kind of gore based lyrics and it's right. kind of fun, but it's not like over the top ridiculous. It's just kind of cool, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very thankful that uh, Kyle, our guitarist, he, uh, and he like this, our principal songwriter, he, uh, writes all of our lyrics. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, which is, I'm very grateful for it because I don't have to stress about writing lyrics for one thing. Right. But, uh, at the same time, I mean, like you said, I, I just, I know that if it was left up to me, I would be second guessing everything and i wouldn't allow my like my 16 year old tendencies would kick in and i wouldn't allow myself to just cut loose like that just <laughs> about like killing somebody with an axe but yeah. when kyle hands me the lyrics i'm like yeah this is perfect this is exactly what i would have wanted to do right it just fits exactly yeah well listen man i don't want to take you too uh, take too much more of your time um I know I'll ask you this just, but you guys are, you're already messing around with the, with the next album and everything. Are you just guys going to continue down the same road or are you already messing with the style at all or, or how's it looking so far? Uh, you know, it's funny. Like, I feel like we're going to have at this rate with like the state of the world and everything. I feel like we're going to have two albums out before we even play another show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're the second album is basically almost done being written at this point. Wow. Um, we got, we're trying to record it probably sometime in early 2021. I'd say hopefully around February or March might be a little bit later. You know, you, you look at all the, I mean, going back to Cannibal Corpse, like Eaton, Butchered, Tomb, and The Bleeding, I'm pretty sure all came out like within a year of each other. Mm, so, okay. Like, there, if we don't have anything else to do, we might as well just like keep pumping out albums. <laughs> yeah, man. And it's always good too. Like I, I think it's such a, if you, if you can do it, I mean, people's attentions are pretty low, you know? So if, right. if, you, if you can throw another album at everybody, they're going to be thinking that, you know, on death for a lot longer than just the two weeks yeah. they may have, you know? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I mean, we're, uh, we got that cooking and I know uh, we've been talking about like maybe doing a seven inch in between. Uh, we might do, we uh, might do that on like Magasomp. Um, but yeah, we got, there's a lot of irons in the fire right now. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I think I saw something too online about you guys are going to be doing like a, a live record release that still hasn't happened yet. Has it? No, yeah, well, no, it's not out yet, obviously. So that's on, that's going to be on release day. So that's going to be on uh, October 23rd. Okay. Is that on uh, any certain service or how do, like, how do we watch that? So that's going to be the, our bassist lives in DC right so we're driving down there to link up with him and we're going to be playing at a venue in dc called songbird uh it's songbird but with a y instead of an i um and we're just going to be playing the whole album front to back there and it's going to be streamed live from their twitch channel i believe okay so that's just like twitch.tv slash songbird and it's, okay. you know, 10 bucks to get in. We're splitting all the profits of the venue. So they're going to get some stuff to help them out because they can't really do shows or anything right now. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to maybe throw an oldie in there too. Uh, it's going to be a good time. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'll be checking it out. Hell yeah, dude. All right, man. Anything else you need to throw out there? Anything like that? Or uh, I don't know. Just uh, have a good time all the time. 